Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Weird AF News, where weirdos come to raise an eyebrow or two or get a few laughs with your host, Comedian Jonesy. A student at a high school bakes cookies using her grandmother's ashes and then brings them to school and hands them out to the kids, <laughs> the other students. Oh, but that's not, uh, I don't think that's vegan, to be honest with you. <laughs> this is in California. I'm not proud. Davis, a family in Davis is shocked and upset after their son came home and told them about a bizarre incident at Davis High School. Says another student brought cookies to school baked with her grandmother's ashes and was passing them around to the students. Yikes, guys. This is a jinkies moment. Uh, what's weird is that the girl was telling everybody about it. <laughs> She's just proud of it. She's proud of, hey, everybody, come and taste, have a taste of grandma. Why don't you? You know, grandma always wanted to be eaten, you know? She always wanted to be eaten by the youth. What better way to spread around grandma's, ass grandma's ashes than, you know, in the stomachs of all of you at this school, and then you can bring grandma home and then poop her out in all your toilets, and she'll go out, she'll go out to so many toilets today. Grandma always wanted that. Some people sprinkle ashes on the ocean and, or at the base of a tree, but I don't know. Grandma wanted something <laughs> a little more tasty. <laughs> This is unbelievable. The name of the school, by the way, if you want to know, it's Da Vinci Charter Academy High School. Uh, that's where the, where the, what they're calling tainted cookies. The boy who brought the, the uh, cookies home originally s spoke to Fox News. <laughs> on the, his family did as well on the condition that they be, the that they be uh, anonymous, for fear of persecution. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, all these students got the ashes. Everybody knows about it. What are you, what are you, what are you embarrassed about? Anyways, the boy's mother said it. It blew my mind. I was really repulsed, and I was upset that I wasn't even notified. How would you be notified? What are you gonna get? So <laughs> hey, ma, here's a notification from school. Oh, it says tomorrow is bringing your dead grandma's ashes day. Oh, thanks for the notification, Davis High School. <laughs> I won't be sending my kid to school. Just in case somebody puts their dead grandma's ashes in a burrito. <laughs> or makes some jello. Because grandma's favorite dessert was jello. How about some grandma jello ashes? <laughs> what the hell? Who's getting a notification? I was upset I wasn't even notified. <laughs> this is these things aren't you're not notified about these things. They're called crazy weird ass incidents. That's the thing about weird-ass, crazy incidents. There's no notification. They come out of nowhere. I don't know what world you're living in, honey. You get, I didn't get a notification that that helicopter was going to land in my swimming pool. Uh, the student's mother says school administrators questioned her son, fearing he may have eaten one of the cookies. Her son 
says after being questioned, he was asked to submit a statement about what happened. Well, did he eat the damn cookie? I mean, I don't think he did. He, he claims the girl was telling everybody about it. Although, I don't know. People are weird. Maybe they would try. I mean, I don't know. Would you try grandma's ashes cookie? Can you eat ashes? What is it's It's pieces of bone, right? At the end of the day, can you... Will your body pass the ashes through you? I don't know. I got some scientific, scientific smart weirdos out there that every time I ask a question about the body and science, they write me back immediately. They're like, Jonesy, you dumbass. Of course you can't eat ashes. <laughs> Actually, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if someone's like, Jonesy, you dumbass. Of course you can eat ashes. The human body can process ashes very easily. We've been eating ashes for decades. One of my favorite dishes is <laughs> ash kebabs. Ash raviolis. Hey, do you want some grandma ash raviolis? She was Italian. (laughs) Oh, boy. The district, the school district seems to be a little bit more concerned about protecting themselves than protecting their students, the father said. Well, gee willikers. And, of course, the school district and the, uh, the principal refused to be interviewed. There's an investigation into the incident, but what, what are you going to do about it? it the, the damage has been done. I mean, I feel bad for the uh, family of the child that used grandma's ashes in the cookies. That's a big surprise when you come home and you're like, hey, where's that urn with grandma's ashes in it? We were going to take that out to the river today, do a little ceremony. Um, after all, that's what she wanted. And then the daughter's like, oh, those ashes. Yeah, right. Well, anyways, it's weird. It's long story, but let me, let me give you the cliff notes, okay? I was, making, I was making those cinnamon chocolate chip cookies, you know, grandma's old recipe. You know, she just loved those cookies so much. Remember, she baked them all the time. She taught me the recipe, and I baked them today, and I thought, you know what? As an homage to grandma baking these cinnamon chocolate chip cookies, but, like, why not just bring her into the mix? Literally, bring her into the, the cookie mix, so, I don't know, I put the ashes in the cookie mix. I, I just figured, Grandma, this is what she would want. This is how she wants to go out. She wants to be in a cookie. She wants to be part of a cookie. I'm trying to think if there's any food that I'd like to be baked in if I had my ashes. If I had to have my ashes baked into a food, what would it be? Jeez, I kind of like that ravioli's suggestion from earlier because I am Italian and I love Italian food. Um, but what about something more delicious than that? What about tiramisu? What about that? I think that would be nice. A, an ash tira, ashes tiramisu. Jonesy's ashes tiramisu. I think that would be great. I just love tiramisu, and it would be nice to go out like that. You know what? People are going to eat me and smile. A Boeing 737 flies into a brick wall and just keeps going. Yeah, it's kept going through the brick wall. Why not? Got to be on time in Helsinki. (laughs) An Air India pilot flew a Boeing through a brick wall over the weekend. Incredibly, that marked only the beginning of its journey and not the end. Because the jet not only clobbered the top of a five-foot perimeter wall, but also destroyed a small landing guide tower as it climbed out of... hmm, I'm going to try and say this this airport. To... To Tiruchirappalli International Airport in Tamil Nadu, India. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all week. Shortly after midnight, it ran through this wall. Well, this isn't a very big wall. Of course, the plane went through it. 
You know, you read the headline, you're like, ma, you imagine like the Kool-Aid man jumping through a brick wall. But no, it's just a five foot perimeter wall. That's nothing for a plane, right? It hit a landing, it hit a tower as well. And then it kept going. I'm going to guess there's alcohol involved. I don't know. What do you think? 133 passengers were on board. It was bound from the southern tip of India to Dubai across the ocean. And despite the audible and obvious collision, the pilot apparently saw no reason not to continue. Well, you know, people don't want to be late for shit. I mean, at the end of the day. So, hey, if my plane hits a small brick wall that's, and I look down and, like, you know, the wheels weren't destroyed, like, keep going, yeah, fly away. There's no need to stop. We're going to stop and write a report. Next thing you know, I'm five hours late to Dubai to do my business. My business in Dubai. I love how the um, the article used the word clobbered as a verb. The jet clobbered the top of a... I just love that. You don't see that used as a verb enough. I will clobber that tower. The airport director told, uh, told the news service that uh, we informed the pilot about the hit. The pilot said nothing was wrong with the plane as the systems were still functioning normally. <laughs> Well, you ran through a wall. Yeah, yeah, but I'm looking at my dashboard here. Everything's still lighting up. Let's keep going. <laughs> You've hit a giant building. Yeah, I know, but the, the coffee just arrived. Everything's going as planned. <laughs> We're going to keep going. Hmm. The pilot said nothing was wrong with the plane, but we found some parts of the plane, like an antenna on the ground. We probably need that antenna. Maybe, maybe the pilot should have stopped. You need those antennas, right, on the planes, I think. <laughs> the flight continued to climb up into the air above the cloud line it crossed the continent headed out over the Indian Ocean the pilot, the pilot was apparently unaware that the plane had a gash along its belly oh boy oh my god and fencing wrapped around the landing gear oh man how you gonna land you got fencing wrapped around your landing gear oh this is a bad plan this pilot's on this pilot's taking what I take when I fly a plane. It's called Xanax and a gin and tonic. <laughs> it flew for about two hours before someone on ground control second-guessed the pilot's confidence. Two hours? It took you to second-guess the pilot's confidence? When you didn't see the gash along its belly and the mesh, the fence that was wrapped around its landing gear, you didn't, you didn't guess that... The pilot's confidence at that point, you waited two hours and had a meeting about it. Hey guys, come here, let's have a meeting. Should we guess this, second guess this pilot's confidence? What makes you think the pilot's confident? I don't know. It drove through a brick wall, hit a tower, and then took off, kept going. There's a, there's a big hole in the side, and there's, there's a fence attached to it. I, I just think the pilot's confident. Are you sure the pilot's confident? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the pilot's pretty confident. <laughs> We told the pilot, hey, you hit a wall. And the pilot said, oh, really? Everything seems fine to me. I'm going to say that that on a scale of 1 to 10 in confidence, that's about an 11. Oh, boy. Now, the flight was ordered to turn around halfway. You went too far before you... I mean, this, this flight's got to be... You got to ground this thing right away. This, this raises eyebrows here. It was halfway to Dubai and when it turned around and headed back to India in what they would call a precautionary measure. Landed in Mumbai after four hours after takeoff, and uh, the passengers were all uninjured, thank God. They were rerouted onto other flights, and the crew began to inspect the plane. As seen in the photos published by the journalist, the exterior casing along the bottom of the fuselage 
had been torn open like a flesh wound. Scrapes, dings, exposed framework, and broken bits covered the plane's underside. <laughs> the co-piloting pilot had been taken off the roster pending review, according to the airline. That was my, um, you know, when you're doing a crime show sort of announcement. I want to see the photos. I didn't, I only saw one photo. There's more. There's a bunch of photos, apparently. It's a miracle it flew and a miracle that there were no casualties, said a news anchor on Twitter. Thank God. Thank God. The fuel line was busted. The pilot's obviously on margaritas and Vicodin. What are we going to do here? Guys, come on. This is what happens when you buy your plane ticket. When you buy the first ticket that comes up on Expedia. (laughs) Believe it or not, a man entered Ripley's aquarium, stripped naked, and jumped into the shark tank. Police are looking for him. This is in Toronto. Police have identified a suspect after a man entered Ripley's Aquarium in Toronto over the weekend, almost immediately stripped naked and jumped inside the shark tank, swam around. Video of the incident has been circulating circulating on social media. In one video, the man is seen from one of the facility's underwater tunnels where several sharks are swimming just below his feet. In a separate video, the man is seen swimming around the tank in front of a laughing crowd. At one point, the man climbs onto a ledge before doing a backflip back into the water. Security eventually escorts him away from the spectators. I saw this video. I saw the second video they're talking about. I didn't see the one where he's, you can see the inside the tank. <laughs> I just, I saw the top one. And, uh, yeah, you can hear the crowd just kind of laughing and shit. And then he, he, he you think he's going to get out. And then he climbs on like a rock and does a, like security's right in front of his face. is like, yo, bro, get out. And he's like, <laughs> just wait. And does a backflip back into the tank, swims around. I'm going to guess lots of drugs involved. They don't say that, but that's that's my... Uh, I mean, I'm not a detective, but if, if I was a detective, if we were like, Mulder, what do you think, what do you think of this case? I'm going, to like, I'm going to say we start with the drugs. Toronto police said today that they identified 37-year-old David Weaver of Nelson, British Columbia as the suspect. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty fast. Not surprising. Uh... The police just spend their entire time on Facebook. They probably just found him on Facebook. David is now wanted in a mischief investigation. (laughs) Mischief investigation. That's funny. That's a funny way to put it. Oh, there's been loads of mischief lately. Yep, we got tons and tons of mischief investigations. Guy jumped into an aquarium naked, swam around. (laughs) We got a plane that ran through a wall. Hmm, various mischief. Child is baking grandma's ashes into cookies and poisoning students. We got a lot of mischief and shenanigans. Do you think this police department has a mischief department? (laughs) Hi, Sergeant Allison of mischief. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. You want shenanigans. That's the next department. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to transfer you to shenanigans. (laughs) Yeah, I'm laughing at my own joke. It's funny as hell. Police say the same suspect as this guy, David, is also wanted in connection with another incident that occurred earlier the same night. Oh, this is definitely drugs. About two hours before he arrived at the aquarium, the suspect was asked to leave the medieval... (laughs) Oh, great. The medieval times dinner theater for allegedly being unruly. (laughs) Oh, man. I wonder if the unruly department is on to the case. Uh, Several people have been unruly this week. Oh, it's... We're we're in over our heads with the unruliness in this town. He was escorted out of medieval times and then allegedly assaulted someone outside. I wonder if he used a... The, uh, a jousting spear. A javelin? What do they call that? A jouster? <laughs> I would have loved to have 
seen video of what he did at medieval times. I mean, imagine if he's jumping into shark tanks naked. Imagine what he did at medieval times. He probably jumped on the, jumped into the ring and grabbed the sword from one of the warriors. And <laughs> it was like, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Well, then I'll take off my clothes. Now are you entertained? <laughs> going to be jousting with my balls. He left the aquarium around uh, 10.30 p.m. Why is the aquarium open so late? Man. The freaking... Every swimming pool at every hotel and luxury apartment closes at 10 p.m., but this aquarium in Toronto is open till midnight, apparently. He was carrying his shoes in his jacket when he heard the police were called. He left behind a number of items of clothing. <laughs> the aquarium is now reviewing its policies. Well, we've never had this occur before. Now we have to review our policies. Should we put up a sign? This is what's going to happen. There's going to be a sign. All it takes is one bad apple, and then you have a stupid sign. Life is like that. Everywhere you see a stupid sign is because one idiot, one bad apple, and there's maybe a lawsuit involved. Every stupid sign involves one idiot. I mean, it's like you would see the sign, and you'd be like, okay, so they're going to put up a sign that says, please don't take off your clothes and jump into the shark tank, and people are going to be like, well, they put a sign up there. It must have happened a lot to put the sign up. No, no, it happened one time, and they put the sign up there because this is how this is how administrations operate. They're just so reactionary and poor. It's poor, by the way. This is why we have a world. I don't know if you come to the U.S., but there are there's signs. There's a world full of signs over here that say that tell you not to do the dumbest shit. Yeah, like you could you could buy if you bought a little kiddie pool, like a, an inflatable kiddie pool that's about a foot deep, and you, you, you inflate it, in the middle of the kiddie pool, it'll say, don't dive into this one foot. <laughs> I swear to God. And that's just one of a million stupid signs. That mean, they treat us like children. The aquarium is, is uh, concerned about the welfare of their animals. They say that that is paramount. Uh, I, I mean, in that instance, I think that the sharks aren't in trouble. You know, uh, I think he's in trouble. You know, the sharks are fine. The sharks are fine. I've been to aquariums, man. Divers get in to feed the sharks. I've seen that. They get inside to feed the animals in aquariums. At least I saw that at the aquarium in Boston. A diver got inside the tank. So it's not like the animals are like, oh, I've never seen a person in this tank before. Like, obviously, the people go in there. The animal's not that spooked. The guy's lucky he didn't get his ass ripped off. That's, that's what, at the end of the day, what's going on. The aquarium is reviewing its policies. It does not want to disrupt the visitor experience, though. Well, good. <laughs> the incident... Oh, this is why the place was late, open late. The incident happened during a busy jazz night, which is open from uh, till 11 p.m. Jazz night events at the aquarium feature a bar, a cash bar. Oh, I see. So this guy got plastered. Well, he probably got wasted at medieval times on mead, right? That mead. Whew. Two, glo- two mugs of that crap. Next thing you know, you want to be naked in a, in a shark tank. Then he went to the jazz night and had some martinis and then bam. God, I hope they don't end. This is what's going to happen. They're going to put up a sign and no more jazz night at the aquarium. <laughs> Damn you, David. I don't know how they're going to find this guy. Where's the next place he's going to go? He went to Medieval Times. He went to the aquarium. I'm going to say look for him at Six Flags tomorrow. He's probably... Oh, he probably, he's probably going to go to Disneyland, 
and uh, <laughs> take his clothes off and uh, try to butt rape Mickey, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, take a crap on Space Mountain. I don't know. That's just a guess. Could it be I'm falling in love with AF News? Guys, I want to thank you for listening to weird AF News with your host, Jonesy. Guys, what's up? I'm just trying to do impressions and they're terrible, so tell me to stop. Uh, Emails that I got about these articles. A big shout out to Ben for sending me uh, the Boeing article. Uh... And I believe he's, you sent me the aquarium article too. Killer, killer articles. Ben nailing it in the weird news category. So thank you guys. Appreciate that. Keep them coming. The email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or uh, on Facebook, it's Comedian Jones. You can send me a DM there. You can uh, you can also uh, DM me. Yeah, yeah, man. DM me, bro. You want to DM me, bruh? It's at funnyjones on Instagram. At funnyjones on the Twitter. Oh, le Twitter. You think that's how they say it in France? Oh, you may DM me on the Twitter. Uh, also, call Weird AF News. Why the hell not? Why wouldn't you? 646-450-2012. Call and share your life. I want your brain. I'm in a crazy mood today. It's because I haven't had my coffee. I need coffee. I'm running, I ran out. I ran out. So donate to my Patreon so I can buy more. Yes, for as little as two bucks a month, I call it my cup of coffee a month for Jonesy. Why not give Jonesy a cup of coffee a month? What the hell's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you do that? I put out stories every day to make you smile. Why wouldn't you buy me a cup of coffee? Go to patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And become a patron. I always screw it up. I'm always... I, I can't... I don't know the difference between my Patreons and my patrons. I think it's become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Very simple. And... um. Oh, also, I forgot. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell you to um, don't take off your clothes and jump into a shark tank today. Okay? You have to make these announcements because you weirdos, I know you'll do it. Okay? I know you'll do it.